Your thoughts control your reality. You work harder on yourself than you do your job, you're going to be successful. I just put all my eggs in one basket. I went hard on Third Fix and I scaled it to a seven-figure business, ended up exiting for 900K. As a man, we have 80,000 thoughts per day. 60,000 of them are negative. When you go in depth and you pretend to be this person that isn't you, everything that happens in that period of your life is a false economy. I asked myself, am I proud of who I am, right? Was there a sense of pride in the person who I was and it wasn't. What do we need to do now to get to the UK, get to the US? And this is something I've learned from Third Fix is giving equity away. In this growth stage, it's so addictive, Frankie. Like just seeing results, whether it's my physical results, the spirituality and the emotional intelligence I've gained, the results in that aspects of my life. It's so addicting trying to become the highest version of you. I'm so dialed in on numbers and goals and things that need to be achieved in order to reach this hundred and we are back with the frankie Lee podcast and today guys i've got another absolute barnstormer for you this man here was on i think episode in between 30 and 40 in the early days he had a phenomenal story he's gone on to do some extraordinary things and i wanted to bring him back on to show you his growth and everything that he's doing mitch third welcome to the show bro frankie thank you for having me uh it's been a Big circle, but I'm I'm very grateful to be here here in Dubai and and in your presence again, man. Yeah, it's it's good. It's good energy. It's always good when we meet up. I think, I think to take us back to where we were, and I'll link the 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 other podcast under this one, so you can so you can kind of pick up the story from there. But obviously, you built Third Fix an e-commerce brand to successful levels. You got it, you know, doing really well on Amazon and and in the e-com space. And then you sold and exited it. And I just want to pick up the story from there. Like what led you to want to exit your e-commerce brand at that time? Yeah, for sure. I think last time I was on the pod, I was in a huge learning stage of my life, right? I started my my self-development journey, self-healing journey as well. And uh, I've got I've gone through a lot since then. But I think my mindset during that time was I never thought I was going to sell it, right? So... Third fix for me was just a side hustle. I, I wanted to be a professional rugby player. I went to university and did a degree of psychology and exercise science, wanting to be a sports psych after rugby, and just created Third Fix uh, on the side, just as a side hustle. So for me, you know, creating the product, I solved an issue, right? So for, for guys who don't know me on the pod, Third Fix is a is a supplement shaker that solved the issue of supplements getting caught in the corner. So created a round bottom shaker, really stylish, eco-friendly, cool product, right? It was more of just a side hustle. And then, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed business, e-com, networking, you know, the whole social media space and influencer marketing. And it was in 2020 where I just put all my eggs in one basket. I went hard on Third Fix and... I scaled it to, you know, a seven-figure business and ended up exiting for for nine hundred k at the start of this year. Yeah, it was, it, and, and you know the, the thing about that is the the personal journey that you had to take in order to be able to even sell it. Like like you say, the development that had to happen. You know, you 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 built it in a time when it was when when the world was shut as well. So you had that on your side, but there was a lot of dark times you had to go through that were going on in your personal life as well. So just talking to like the kind of the kind of personal growth that had to go side by side with the business. Yeah, for sure. So at the time I was I was going through a, a pretty tough sort of breakup. I was in a relationship for nine years. So 
for me, honestly, the best thing for a, for a male in this generation is to go through a breakup. You know, your back's against the wall. Uh, you go down the, the rabbit hole or become the best version of yourself when this happens. Well, I think there's two options. You can either, you know, become a, a shell of yourself or you can really become the best version of you. So I'm actually extremely grateful for that breakup. Um, I wouldn't be the man I am today uh, without that sort of evolution. So, yeah, it was a dark time for me and I just worked extremely hard on myself. I think the saying, if you work harder on yourself than you do your job, you're going to be successful. So for me, I, I did. I was in this learning phase, right? So how do I get this business to become successful? And all I saw with these entrepreneurs and business owners was they had routines down pat, healthy habits down pat. And so they were creating this this healthy personal life, right? And with the success or with the discipline of that, then their businesses thrive. So I worked harder on myself than I did my job and it just allowed me to, you know, show up each and every day with the clarity that I needed, with the energy that I needed. So I basically uh, implemented a morning routine and a lot of people know this for me. I'm a very disciplined, I have uh, a very impactful routine which has created these healthy habits for me so yeah I went down the the route of becoming the best version I am and it it helped me immensely with business just for those obviously like everyone's talking about these morning routines nighttime routines everyone's talking about that but obviously people are struggling to know which piece to pick up first what piece to implement how to how to habit stack all that stuff so break down the first thing when when you went through this moment in time where you felt you go through a hard period of life, you need to change it. What was the first step you took to get in your morning right, to get in your day right, to, to move forward? Yeah, so I think the first mentality switch I had was health comes first, right? And health is a sort of an umbrella term for you have your physical health, mental health, you got spirituality and emotional health as well, right? So physical health was uh, going to do like some sort of exercise or gym every single day, right? It's very important for me that I'm that I'm exercising, going to the gym every day. Uh, in terms of mental health, meditation for me was, I think, in terms of my morning routine and the change of person that that happened to me, meditation was was the best thing for me. And I know a lot of people can look at meditation as maybe a bit woo woo or a bit hippie or whatever but genuinely meditation can open up doors to to a lot of things manifestation positive outlook gratitude all these things right so for me meditation was really important so the umbrella of health was physical health uh i'll just run through my morning routine right so i wake up with the sun it's really important to wake up with sunlight okay so whether the time of the year it is, if it's summer or winter, maybe sometimes it's 4am, sometimes it's 6am, but I'm waking up with that sun. Okay, so wake up with the sun. I do cold therapy, so a cold shower just to wake me up, get that heat of dopamine, adrenaline, all that stuff. Have a cold shower and I'm going and grounding, taking my shoes off, going for a beach walk um, and going for like a two to three kilometer walk. Okay, get the blood moving, get, get you know, just get moving, right? And then also one thing that I've that I've done this year is actual sun gazing as well. Sun gazing is, has a lot of benefits to it. Um, I see it as a very spiritual thing as well of sun gazing. So I do that, go for my walk, and then just do the the ten minute Wim Hof um, breath work. So it's just thirty 
inhalation, exhalation is kind of hyperventilating. So you do three, 30 of them. On the last one, you exhale and hold your breath for a breath, uh, breath retention, breath hold retention. <clears throat> and then once you go through that sort of breath work, you're in a really zen, peaceful state. So that I'll do about 10 to 15 minutes of meditation, uh, followed by just some, some gratitude flow, 10 things that I'm, that I'm grateful for in the last 24 hours. And that just really sets me up for the day. Um, I mean, such good flow, such good clarity, such good energy before I go and start my day with my businesses and, and employees. When you're taking that gratitude at the end, are you taking gratitude for things that are in your reality right now? Or are you taking re- gratitude for things that are also you believe are in your future reality? I think for right now, I think we spoke before about how you uh, are grateful for the things that you want to, you know, want to happen or know are going to happen. So for me, I, I look at it a bit differently. I'm, I'm grateful for the last 24 hours. That's how I try and do it. So when people do, you know, write down three things you're grateful, they'll go my health, where I live, like quite broad things. So for me, being as specific and detailed and purposeful in your gratitude is really important because otherwise you can actually do the opposite. If you're just saying, you know, uh, my family or you know, just these things that aren't very impactful to what gratitude and that energy actually brings can do the opposite. So for me, gratitude is a present thing. Last 24 hours, it's a very present thing for me. And then in terms of uh, things that I I know that will happen or or what I'm going to attract is that's sort of like the manifestation and visualization route, I suppose. And is that that also, is the visualization in your morning routine as well? No, it's not. Um... I think for me, goal setting, manifestation and visualization is a, is a different, different thing that I do. Um, I'm not doing it as regularly as my morning routine. I probably do it quarterly. I probably do uh, the whole manifestation and, and visualization quarterly. But for me, uh, manifestation is more a way of life anyway, right? So people think of manifesting as this woo-woo topic. This woo-woo topic. And like even people don't even have an understanding of it. I had a mate who bought a car the other day and I said, congrats, man. Thank you, man. I, I manifested it. Go, okay, what did what did you do to manifest it? Oh, I, I just saved some money and bought it. I'm like, that's, that's not what manifesting is, right? For me, manifestation is this lifestyle, right? There's probably three or four things with manifestation. One is living on a really high vibrational frequency, okay? Two... Uh, you can break it down to the quantum physics of like attracts like. Uh, it's like the law of attraction. You know, everything in this world is is made up of atoms, right? So uh, with the like attracts like, it's not only high vibrational frequencies attract high vibrational frequencies, but it can also be low vibrational frequencies attract low bi- vibrational frequencies. So you have living your life at a high vibrational frequency, which is attracting. You have quantum physics, you have visualization. There's a lot of things that you can do, but I, for me, when when I think of manifestation, it's re- it's really a way of life. When you, if we could strip it back to the uh, the original question, was like, what can this audience implement today to get started on this path? Because I believe you're at a high level of the path, but I also believe that you've probably stacked those, you've added those things in over a period of twelve months, maybe a year and a half to now where it's like it's all part you might have started with breath work then you maybe added in meditation after the breath work then you've added in a, a c dip cold shower all this kind of stuff but where can people if, if you were going to give people the biggest win that they can get today 
something that they should implement in their life, what would that be? I would say meditation, 100%. So you're definitely right. I implemented my morning routine over a space of six to 12 months. It didn't, I didn't just wake up one day and have this, you know, hour to two hour sort of like routine. It, it took me uh, months and months of trialing and erroring and, and doing things in different orders. Like for example, I'd wake up and meditate, but that, that wasn't effective for me because I was tired and I'd almost fall back asleep. So I'd jump into these cold showers and I'd go for a walk and then I would meditate. So for me, meditation is is something everyone needs to be doing, especially in the world we live in right now. Everyone's so anxious and negative and you know, a lot of people can't control their subconscious thoughts and things like that. So I think if there's one thing for, for the listeners today, if they want to implement into their morning routine, it's just 10 minutes of stillness. So for me, meditation, the the best, it's not, not the best, but the most impactful meditation for me is just silence, okay? Letting your thoughts run wild and seeing where it drifts off and seeing where things come up for you, right? Because I think in guided meditations, it's more of a, a listening exercise, right? Whereas silence, so 10 minutes, 15 minutes of absolute silence to your thoughts is really a time for you to also be super present in that space but reflect and understand what's actually going on uh internally for you yeah i love that mate i love the fact that you've said about silence as well as being the as being your true gift kind of thing because for years i've done guided meditations and stuff like that but when i was doing breath works and then you drop into that moment of silence you have with yourself that's quite confronting because what you have now is you have a if you think about it, you guys, how often do you spend time with yourself, quiet, alone? It's very, very in your face when you when you experience this. You walk into this moment of silence and you almost want to fill that void with speaking, with with thinking about something you shouldn't be thinking about, with with listening to something else just to take your mind off because humans have been conditioned to be busy. And when you sit in that moment of silence, you, you can't avoid any of the shit that you're trying to keep down anymore. And that's where you learn all of your greatest lessons I've found. Exactly, 100%. And it's that, that feeling of discomfort. And a lot of people now, they don't like it. So you feel bored or that, that feeling of discomfort or things come up. What do you do? You go on your phone or you, you do something to stimulate that dopamine or you know that, that mind to keep ticking over. So stillness and silence is a very powerful thing. And so I think in meditation, when you're doing these things, is reflecting on what's coming up for you. And then you start to, you know, go down other things on, on where you need help. But for me, meditation is, is absolutely amazing. And I think uh, when you get really good at meditation, where you become so present and so conscious of your conscious thoughts, right? You try to dial in the, that subconscious mind. You spend a lot of time up there. So you want that that sort of, you know, that guy out there to be a, a positive place, right? I think as we have 80,000 thoughts per day. As a man, as a man, we have 80,000 thoughts per day. 60,000 of them are negative, right? 60,000. Okay, so that's why I think meditation is so important is really bringing in that subconscious, you know, chat. Because a lot of the time, 60,000 of those thoughts are negative. So the more you meditate, the more conscious you can be of your thoughts, the more conscious you are, the more positive those thoughts can be. 
Yeah, and you just you just want every time you do it and you're reaffirming with yourself a better relationship. And it's that better relationship with yourself that you've probably seen that has changed your life. I mean, how much has your your money, your health, your happiness been changed by the things that you're doing in this morning routine and stuff like that? Ma- massive. Uh, it's It's been life-changing. I'm a completely different person now. Um, and I think when when people meet me, like let's say back in 2019 or 2020, you know, a, a sentence I get or a statement I get all the time is, wow, you're so changed, you're so much more calmer, you're so much more uh, less reactive, sort of, you know, I, I sit back in the chair and listen a lot more. I was so reactive back in the day. And I think by meditating and ha- having a calmer mind, it's allowed me to sit back, be more observant, listen, and then where I can chat or can speak into the conversation it's way I just bring way way more value. So, yeah, my morning routine has helped me so much, and I'm I'm a big believer in it. You see a lot of these successful guys implement a a morning routine that that not solves, but it hits all aspects: physical health, uh, mental health, spirituality. You know, it's it covers all these things, so that going into your day, you can just you can hit it at a hundred miles per hour. Before you start doing this. Obviously, you were playing rugby and playing at a high level. And you, in the time between you stopped playing rugby and obviously finding out about this morning routine and getting yourself dialed in and understanding how the world works, you've gone on to see a lot of your friends go and play for Italy, go and play for the Wallabies, go and play for, go and play professional rugby all over the world and smash it. And you've got a lot of friends that do that. When you were still maybe like engrossed in this athlete's ego did that kind of hurt you and did that kind of did you did you kind of really f- feel that yeah in your sure. daily life like yeah. that, like a little bit of like green-eyed monster jealousy animosity like yeah. that kind of feeling yeah definitely i think for me what really hit home was my my parents sacrificed a lot for me to go down this rugby uh career right started from high school they put me into the best high school uh, in Queensland, in terms of in terms of rugby, it was really expensive. I was fortunate enough in the last year to get a scholarship, but the first two years I was there, um, my parents sacrificed a lot for me to be there. And then, you know, all the trainings they took me to, the things that they sacrificed, and uh, to tell them that I'm no longer going to be a rugby player and I'm going to sell a bottle online, marketing through Instagram and Facebook. To tell them that they look, my parents back me in a lot of the things I do, and I'm very grateful and lucky for the childhood I had and the parenting that they gave me. But to see the disappointment, especially in my mother's eyes, was very confronting because the decision of me making of not wanting to pursue rugby was not just myself; it was definitely for my family as well, and for them not having the uh, the confidence or the reassurance of what e-commerce and this whole space brings was was very you know concerning for them because there was no blueprint back back in you know 2019 or when I started this to influencer marketing, Facebook ads, TikTok was coming, you know, email marketing, creating this brand. There was no blueprint for this, and I really was winging it, I suppose. So, but intuitionally I, I knew it was the right decision uh but there was there was definitely some times where I I wasn't sure it was the the right decision you know I still went to uni because I wanted to have that backup plan of the sports psychology so uh yeah there were definitely times where um 
I would sort of doubt myself whether it was the right decision or not. Was there a time you had to burn the ships and get rid of the backup plan in order to go out and achieve what you you achieved with that? Well, I was lucky enough that during my time as a semi-professional rugby player, I could do uni on the side. So I did graduate with a double degree of psychology and exercise science for sports psychology. So it was it was the start of 2020. It was the New Year's 2019 going into 2020 New Year's where I did a huge reflection on where I was at in life, okay? Financially, wasn't happy at all. Had maybe, I don't know, $5,000 or something in my bank account. Health-wise, I, I probably wasn't in the best physique of my life because I was a little bit comfortable in my relationship. Uh, spirituality is what I didn't even know what that was. So reflecting and looking at myself as a person, I asked myself, is am I proud of who I am, right? Was there a sense of pride in the person who I was? And there wasn't, so... I wanted to make some drastic changes and it started by implementing this morning routine and creating third fix and just going all in on that. What's your process then for sitting down and allowing yourself the space to get radically honest with yourself and kind of jot that down, but without the judgment of putting you in a bad space from doing it? What's your kind of, give me a bit of a a roadmap to allow people to do that. Yeah, I think... I think it's it, this happens over time, right? You can't just sort of wake up one day and and start doing these re- reflections and and things. But I think if you just you do these little things, like the the term one percent better every day, I think is absolutely amazing. You do little things over a long period of time, you see huge results, right? Um, but in terms of your question, I suppose, yeah, okay, you have to ask yourself. Who am I? What's my purpose? What do I want to achieve, right? What do, what do I want to do? So before you reflect is like you have to have a, a goal in mind, a person who you want to be, right? So for me now, I had no idea who I was, okay? Especially during the that, that breakup I had, I was a bit of a... Because you lose yourself. Yeah, a bit of an identity crisis. Who was I? I was a, a semi-professional rugby player at university, you know, I said this to you on the last podcast, I was an Instagram boyfriend kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't, I didn't know who I was, right? So I, and I wanted to make drastic changes. So for the listeners at home, ask yourself, who do you, who are you now and who do you want to be, right? So ask yourself that. And now I think that we are put here for a reason, right? And it's to find that purpose. It's really important to have a purpose in life. Your North Star purpose your why whatever you want to call it right how do you find your purpose is you go and try and do everything you can go hang out with different people go find different hobbies go play some sports whatever it is go try heaps of different things and through doing those things you find a passion for some things and and some people are luckier than others and they get to make money from that passion so finding your passion will then make it easier to find your purpose in life and I think once you find your purpose in life, then you can start to reflect, understand who you are, who you want to be and what changes you need to make. Yeah, I love that, man. I love the way you've described it as well. And uh, this this, this is the point I want to make is, is let's take it back to you selling Third Fix. You sell Third Fix for 900K and to, to some people that'll sound like a lot and to some people it'll sound like, oh, you've not exited for a lot of money. But I want to kind of explain you exiting that because I think my personal belief from speaking to you off podcast is that you've exited that for 900k retained 10% because you know with the right amount of money invested from the people that you sold it to 
it's going to make you more money anyway 100%. with it with 10 percent than it would with you holding it on and plus it allows you to pivot to do what you want to do so just break down that sale your thought process and how that all came through yeah so in the space of having third fix i did about 2.5 million in revenue okay so then people go okay why would you sell it for 900k i started the business with ten thousand dollars ten thousand dollars and did 2.5 million revenue in three years so imagine what i can do with nine hundred thousand dollars right putting into another venture so that's what i'm doing now um i felt intuitionally it was time for me to put the business in better hands right so i understood my strengths my strengths is starting a business right is 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 creating a business and getting it to a level where i no longer can get it to where i want it to go right and this is a thing people are in places with large companies a lot of funding employees systems in place to make this an eight-figure business so here you go take third fix i want to keep 10 percent because i know the potential of it and with that 2.5 million revenue was only in australia didn't sell internationally so Imagine what this brand's going to do in America, UK, UAE, right? So I put it into the hands of people who are going to do that for me. And now uh, my next sort of venture is uh, a beverage company. It's uh, ready to drink pre-workout called Let's Go. And uh, yeah, that's that's what I've got next. And I'm, I'm really excited to to absolutely launch this thing and make it an eight, nine-figure business. When you exited Third Fix... In terms of like, obviously you got ten percent left there. But when you took that exit and you take that thing, how much time did you take in between that and this decision and this formulation of let's go and going into the you know RTD market, all that kind of stuff? Like, how long was it between the two? So, it's this is I, and I, I love speaking about this because it's just the universe putting everything in place. So, six months before selling Third Fix, my cousin comes to me and he goes, "I want to make a ready during pre workout." I said, awesome, sounds like a good plan. But one, the space is extremely competitive. Two, we have no idea how to create can, flavoring, ingredients. Three, do we have the budget to compete with C4, Amino Energy, you know, all these other guys, right? So gave him all these questions. He came back with all the answers for them. Um, so the process of, from him coming to me with the idea to making it a reality was 12 months. It took 12 months to find the right, uh, uh, the right, uh, sorry, what am I trying to say here? I've got someone on board who runs the process of it, right? So we've got someone who, who does the canning for us, flavoring ingredients, right? He's got 10% of, of the brand. So we found the, the right person for that. And then as, as this was all happening, it took 12 months and then uh, someone reached out to me about Third Fix. And the thing about Third Fix was I never thought that I would sell the brand, right? Aside from Side Hustle, it was my little baby. I never thought I'd sell it, right? As with Let's Go, it's the complete opposite. I'm reverse engineering it, right? The goal for this is to sell for 100 mil in three years. How do we do that? Got to sell 5 million cans. How do you do that? Distribution online. So I'm working backwards, right? As with Third Fix, I just started a product and, you know. So essentially what you've done, just so that everyone kind of understands, is you're now picking a better vehicle. You're, you, you've you got, okay, this does, does the Third Fix vehicle under my helm take me to the 100 million that I want to exit for? No, it doesn't. So I have to give that away to someone else 
and only keep a percentage back because I know what I know it can do what numbers it can do in the millions, but I can't get it to where it needs to go to, and it's probably not the right vehicle to get me to where I right. want to. Then you've gone, okay, well, what is the right vehicle? And then obviously this is aligned with the energy drink and you reverse engineering back from the 100 million goal. This is how many cans I need to do. This is how many gyms I need to be in. This is this is the kind of, this is who we've got to be, compete with. And then I suppose you're building it in mind with selling it to a competitor, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly it is. Hopefully a competitor or a private equity company buys us out and whatever they do with it then is, is completely up to them. But I'm so dialed in on numbers and goals and and things that need to be achieved in order to reach this 100 mil right and so essentially it the brand's actually called let's drink yeah okay and it's going to have three products so the first product is an rtd pre-workout called let's go the second one that's coming out soon is a productivity drink nootropic called let's focus and then we're going to have flavored alkaline uh, water called let's chill so under the umbrella of let's drink right and so when when I get asked the question of, you know, do do you think you'll sell it for a hundred mil? I, I I know I know it's going to happen, right? So why I'm so confident is because you cannot feel a feeling unless it's happened, right? So in there is a, a wow, re- wow 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 right. Yeah, yeah. So how can you feel happiness or depression if you've never felt it before? So when I get asked, are you going to sell it for a hundred mil? Like. Right now, I literally have goosebumps. I, I know I'm going to sell it for 100 mil because there is a, a reality or, a, you know, a time where this has happened. It is 100% happened. So, yeah, I'm, I'm extremely confident in not only the product, the brand, but it's already happened in reality. It just needs to catch up. We, we'll, we'll dive into that, but I just want to say that when you said that, I thought about the podcast and about me sitting and being in this from day one and about you know, building the top education podcast in the world, like bar none. Do you know what I'm saying? And and the feeling that I have internally, I can't even describe. Can't explain. I can't, it, I, I can't even. I can't even describe what reality that's happened in. But I've known it from from day one, and it's just times I'm closing the gap between between the feeling that I have and then the world experiencing the feeling that I have towards this. And it's like no one can conceptualize that other than you. But the reason I knew what you, the reason I knew what you were feeling is because. When you have a purpose and you've had that feeling yourself, you can conceptualize what the feeling must be like for you. So, so that that's how I felt in that dynamic when you said that. I was like, oh wow, I, <laughs> yeah, I, it's an amazing I, feeling. I'm like, oh wow, because here's here's someone else who's also aligned on their on their purpose and and has a why. I mean, I remember I see lots of podcasts start right day in day out. It's podcast started. They don't. They don't have a why or a purpose behind what they're doing. It's it's very much like manufactured clips because they've got to do certain things. But there's no substance behind the core reason of why they're doing it. I think when you start from the position that that me and you, where we're reverse engineering the outcome, predicated on on all these different boxes that we're trying to tick here, I think that's when you're in true alignment and and what alignment actually is. Because you just you just light up different, don't you? For sure, a hundred percent. And you start attracting these things that are meant for you. Okay. So when your purpose is so dialed in and you know your why, and you know exactly what you need to be doing every day, you start you start living on this high vibrational frequency, okay? And when you know your purpose and your why, you're your authentic self. And through tests and, you know, all these things, they've found that the most highest vibrational frequency that anyone can live on is through authenticity. Okay? I used to think it was it was love, but it's it's actually authenticity. So 
for the listeners here today is like not only knowing your purpose and your why, but live unapologetically yourself. Be your authentic self and you will start to attract the things that are meant for you. And the universe just puts everything into alignment. Like, of course, you have to work hard. Like, I'm a big believer in and be grateful for what you have, but work extremely hard for you want and the universe will will sort out the rest. Quick one for you guys. This podcast is sponsored by contentremover.com. As many of you are probably aware, I set up contentremover.com in 2017 to help people remove all forms of online content. And I've looked after some of the biggest names and brands in the world doing it. And I would love to help you if you're struggling. If you're struggling to remove images, videos, search results, fake accounts, or anything online, go to contentremover.com and we'll help you today. It's funny that you mentioned that because when you're talking about authenticity, for years I spent battling my way up to working at world title level in boxing. And I realized that all the people that I was surrounded by and everything that was going on in my life right then weren't appropriate to my life because I wasn't being my authentic self, which meant that everyone I was surrounded by, the friends, uh, the, the girlfriends at the time that I had, Every, all, all, all the things that they've all fallen off I've, I've I've been left with my core childhood friends and them and then some acquaintances I've picked up through life but then also some real good friends I've picked up later on in life but the 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 boxing fraternity side of things they're not really it's not really my jam it never was and when you when you go in depth and you pretend to be this person that isn't you everything that happens in that period of your life is a false economy for sure. And this is your ego talking, right? So your ego is very, it's very intelligent and it makes you want to feel comfortable. It, it's its basically protecting you from feeling of discomfort or danger or anything like that. So sometimes when you, when you are your authentic self, you may feel judged from others because you're surrounding yourself by the wrong people or you may, you know, get these looks from other people or negative comments. But when you are your authentic self, uh, Basically, sometimes it can be quite um, discom- like uncomfortable, right? And it can also make other people feel uncomfortable. But I think, you know, there's no growth without discomfort. And the more you can live your life through authenticity, love, gratitude on this high, vibra- sorry, this high vibrational frequency, you start attracting all, all, these, all these amazing things. And so being in that discomfort, allow that allow that feeling of discomfort. Don't be scared of it because the feeling of that discomfort is where, where growth happens. Yeah, and it's, where, and it's where all your work is. All your work is in that area that you feel, you know, there's something not right here. This, uh, this seems a little bit hard, you know. It's um, when I, when there's a guest and it's, it's, it's sometimes harder to book them at that particular time, for whatever reason, I know that in that moment it's not right for that to align. Otherwise, it would align. You know, so so things. One thing I've I've learned as well throughout the podcast is when you're having a when you're in a momentum stage, just keep keep moving in the momentum that you can move in. And when you're in a stage where it's not going right for you, it's like just 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 take just pause, take a moment, rest, take that recuperation, look inward. There's something there that needs addressing. Otherwise, you wouldn't have a pause stage in your life. It's been very apparent in mind. Is it something that you've come across as well? Yeah, I think so. So there's definitely these periods of lulls and and th- and you, you know what I mean. But for me, is making sure that my daily habits are always in check. Yeah. Right. I have that mentality of one percent better every day, trying to become the best version of myself, my highest version. And how do I do that 
is those small wins every single day. So although at times it may feel like you're in a lull or other times where you have heaps of momentum, as long as I have my healthy habits in place, I'm always going to be on this trajectory. Okay, so although like in business maybe a little bit slow, maybe I'm not networking with with as many people as I like to, like to be doing or something like that, as long as I'm showing up for myself every single day, the trajectory of my success and my growth is always going to be up. So why have you moved to Dubai? What was what sorts the reasoning behind this this move for you? Because obviously, like you know, Australia is an abundant place, lots of opportunities there. We've both lived there. We've both had experienced great growth in that country. Like, what? Why Dubai now for you? Yeah, so I, I was born in Australia. I grew up there, went to school there, university there. I've, I've lived there my whole life, man. So I I'm just in this period of time where not only do I want to become the best version of myself, but I want to make as much money as I can, man. And that may sound superficial to some people, but I, I, I know in this time period of what, of what I have and the talent that I have and everything that I've been given, I want to make as much money as I can. And I think when you, you're on the Gold Coast, the networking opportunities are limited. The amount of people that are actually doing things there are quite limited. Um, and don't get me wrong, it is probably the most beautiful and well-rounded place that you can live in in the world. It, it, it literally has everything but for the few business opportunities and networking. And I just think I'm in the, the time of my life where, look, for me, it's quite dis- it's, it's going to be uncomfortable coming and moving, packing up and, and moving here, right? I don't know that many people. I know yourself. I know my cousin Rob, maybe a few other people, but there's not that many people I know here, right? So I need to get out of my comfort zone, go to a few events, start talking to people, start networking, going to these gyms and for me that I love that feeling right although it's uncomfortable and it's going to bring discomfort I know off the back of that the growth that it gives me right yeah and in this growth stage it's it's so addictive Frankie like just seeing results whether it's my physical results uh the spirituality and the emotional intelligence I've gained the results in that aspects of my life it's so addicting trying to become the highest version of you. And I know that moving here is going to lead to growth. Yeah. And I think as well, you must have experienced in this, this challenge you have when you face these new environments, you know, you sat, you sat there and, and you, you don't have these other people to lean on. You don't have this, these, this network to lean on. So you have to go and build it. Um, I mean, you've experienced that here straight away, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, everyone's mentality here is so just not only, uh, you know, open arms but what i think here in dubai people want to see you do good right back in australia is a bit of tall poppy syndrome if people are doing good they they want to be negative or start commenting and being jealous and there's all of that in australia i I don't see much of it here and i think it's because the mentality of people that move here and because it's a central hub everyone's moving from everywhere to to do like amazing things right everyone's very are similar in terms of their perspective and mindset. So I think in terms of finding a su- support group and friends and people like-minded to me, it's it's the same thing as I said before, like attracts like. So as long as I'm showing up for myself every day, I continue with my morning routine and these healthy habits, 
I'm going to attract successful, healthy people into my life. Yeah, I think one of the things I've seen here is it's very collaborative. People are coming here to, to move, the, move the trajectory of their life and their brands and whatever they're building. They've come here. They've obviously, a lot, you know, 90% of the people here have come from somewhere else. So it's like they have to hit the ground running and that's what makes it like, you know, do you want to do a podcast? Yeah, let's do it this afternoon. That kind of mentality rather than, you know, oh yeah, maybe it'll work out in two, three weeks time, et cetera, et cetera. And, and you've got that urgency here. People, people, people. That's yeah, a good word. Urgency, man. It's urgency. like even from bringing samples here of let's go, it's almost like back home, you know, some of the, the sales reps or the gym owners were like, okay, Come in next week. We can have a chat. People here are like, come in this afternoon. Give me some samples. I want to try it. We can, we can get this done. Like it's very fast here. And I like that pace. So the first hour or two of my day is very, for me, still slow pace, right? But the rest of it, I, I want to be doing so much stuff. I want to be working. I want to be collaborating. I want to be, you know, on meetings. I want to be going to the gyms. I want to be doing a lot of things. So I love that the urgency people have here and just the mentality of just like, while we're here, let's make as much money as as we can. Let's make as much experiences as we can. I just love that fast pace. Yeah, there's, there, there's, I've learned there's chapters in your life. There's chapters you have to be in the relentless pursuit and you have to be in a place that aligns with that energy. And there's chapters in life where you, you might need that family time. There's chapters in life where you just might need to be in, in a base which has the wholesomeness, which is like, you know, an Australia-type Gold Coast base. And, and it's, it's, you need to figure out first like which says like who who you want to be what your design is like where, where you where you want to go and then you can then you can reverse engineer from the outcome that you want from that and then from that you can align yourself with the places along the path that can take you towards the outcome and i think that's what you've done by putting yourself in environments collaborative to get it into more shops more brands more gyms more everything let's break down obviously look first fix was was uh, third fix was built to you know, as a kind of an accident that, that happened to be saleable, right? Whereas now you've got something that you're saying you're reverse engineering from, from, from its conception to the exit. So let's just break down exactly the, the roadmap you followed to, to do that because I want them to be able to implement their own roadmap of building something from conception to exit as well on the back of this podcast. Sure. So for me and my business partner and cousin, uh, we work in Gates, Right, we've got to achieve this gate first and then we're on to the next gate. So I think reflecting and things I've learned from Third Fix was be very accurate in terms of your numbers and goals that you want to achieve, right? So our first gate was we have 20,000 cans that we're going to sell online in the Australian market, okay? If we are able to do that, we will then go into distribution and, and wholesale, okay? So we sold out. All right, we sold out after three months. We sold out online. Okay, go on to the next one. We achieve that gate. Go on to the next one of distribution. Going into the gyms, independence and stuff. We're now currently in this sort of gate in Australia. Um, and then just, I, I think having a very clear roadmap of these gates, right? So if you don't achieve gate one, you can't go on to the next. As with like previously in my last business, I'd half-heartedly do things without going all in and making sure that I... So you so you effectively, what you're saying is you, you'd achieve like a piece of gate two, but already be on gate three, yeah. whereas now you've predefined it and say as a framework to say, look, we cannot move on to gate two of the business until all of gate one is complete. Yeah. We cannot move on to gate three until all of gate two, two is complete. Exactly. So you've got 
the discipline from this morning routine, the discipline from what you've, what you've implemented in your actual real life is now coming into the discipline of your numbers and your business, right? 100%. And that, that key word of discipline. So I could easily have gone to four or five, I know a few gym owners in Australia, right? When I first launched, I could have gone, hey, can you put this in your gym? But I was disciplined that my goal was to sell out online, to use that capital, to then put into the next stock, to go into the gyms. Once for this next uh, sort of run of cans, which is 110,000 cans, once we put all of those into the gyms and stores, using that capital then to go international, we then go to the UAE market. This is another reason why I'm moving here. So we get cans to the UAE market. We do that. Okay, we now have a business that can probably make $100,000 a month pretty pretty easily in terms of re- revenue, right? Seven-figure seven business, but that's not going to get me anywhere near to 100 mil. So... Now that we're selling online in Australia, now that we're in all the gyms and groceries in Australia and we're now here in the gyms in the UAE, what do we need need to do now to get to the UK, get to the US? And this is something I've learned from Third Fix is giving equity away, right? Understanding and knowing where your strengths are in business, okay? My strengths are networking, social media, e-com, right? That, that, is, that is my bread and butter, but in terms of maybe like numbers, systems, strategies, yeah, that's more Rob, right? So I've got those people in place. Uh, and in terms of like international sort of markets, like penetrating the US, I've got no idea. And I, I'm gracious enough to say that, right? My ego could probably come on this podcast. Like, yeah, I could do it. I could go and go into the US market, but I genuinely have no idea, right? I don't know whether it's Amazon route. I don't know if it's creating another website. I don't know. So my mindset in terms of that is giving equity away to someone who has had a beverage company or a consumable good or some sort of ready to drink, you know, drink, right? Ready to drink, right? Yep. And doing it for me, right? Give equity away. You, that's what your strength is, a US market. Here you go. 100 mil is the exit, right? I'm not putting 100 mil back in my pocket, but as long as I still own 20, 30% of the brand, 20 mil, 30 mil in three years, so... I, it's it's funny as you say that because I actually know just the guy for you and I'll tell I'll tell I'll, I'll, tell, I'll, I'll tell you off the podcast on on who that should be to do that for you because he's executed some of the world's biggest strings into the into those markets so I can tell you I'll give you that concept off the podcast but I want to break down this equity thing because obviously you've you've said about giving away equity but let's break it down into how much equity you should give because you must have agreed at the start about how much you both need to retain. So how much can be given away in the lead up to, to achieving this? Otherwise, you won't get your exit that you want. So how have you worked? How have you reverse engineered exactly how much you can give and give away at what time? How have you done that? Yeah, and this is where my cousin has been absolutely amazing. So his background is old old money, old school. sort. I wouldn't say old money, but old school sort of money, right? Brick and mortar, working with like older sort of generation, 60, 70 year olds in terms of business. So I've learned a lot from him in terms of business strategies, equity, money, Excel spreadsheets, being very just analytical and knowing your numbers. So as long as we keep over 50%, right? We got 25% each. Yeah. I'm more than happy with that. But when you give away equity, we don't we don't want just silent investors. Any anyone can get a, a silent investor, just pump the money with with funds, right? It's not it's not hard. But we want people who are like-minded to us. We want we want people who we want to do business with, right? So when they come on board, you know, if we're giving 20% equity to him, 
if he's genuinely, if he's not a good person and he's not good to do business with, we don't, we don't want to do business with him. So how do you give away such a large piece of equity so early on though, uh, on the hope that, that he's going to make it into that market? Like how are you structuring the deal? So that you're giving away the equity, but if he doesn't hit, so are you doing it? So if he doesn't yeah, hit, so, yeah, it's, yeah, it's hitting certain markets, right? And and, and in terms, it's those gates again, right? So uh, I don't know why I can't think of the the word at the moment. So the guy who's doing our our cans and stuff, he has to in the first twelve months sell us a million cans, right? Otherwise, that doesn't unlock his equity on the contract. Yeah, correct. So I think I can disclose that. I'm pretty sure I can disclose that. Talk to you off the pot if I can at all. I love that. I love it. it? Let's go. So, yeah. So, he has to reach that gate to get equity. If he doesn't, then you don't get the equity. So, it's not as if we're just handing out equity left, right, and saying, here you go. Yeah. So, what I'm saying is there's predetermined points that you're releasing equity into the market. Correct. And it's because I know the 100 mil and what needs to be done in order to get that. If I didn't know then it would be pretty airy-fairy in terms of, oh, maybe I give you 25%, maybe I give you 30%, I don't, I don't know. So, but because I know this number, we can be very specific in the amount of equity and the goals that they need to achieve. So what's the retail price of a, of a, of a can of this? Five bucks. Five dollars Australian. Five dollars. Uh, so when you... it comes to here, to the UAE, and I, I bought a C4 for 25 dirhams, which is about 15. 15 dollars. So the, I don't, I don't I don't know what's what's sort of going on with VATs or whatever, but this is another thing with us is we want to have manufacturing places all around the world. I don't want to be just in Australia and shipping it and getting these huge taxes and customs and all these things. And I think that's what's currently the issue here in UAE is all these brands getting made in America being brought here and it's now $15 for a, for a bloody pre-workout. Yeah. We're back in Australia, it's $5. It's three times the amount. Yeah. But these are things where we can strategize and, you know, I've been talking to a manufacturer here, one in Turkey, where we can cut that price down half of what theirs is. So, so, so let's, let's do a few things. Let's, I'm going to ta- I'm gonna taste this for the first <laughs> time in a minute, in a minute. But I want to I wanna say, like, straight away, when I'm looking at this can, obviously... It's very plain compared to what's on the market in terms of like flashy cans. I hold it up for the for the listeners at home, for the viewers. Um, so it's very plain. It's a white can. There's a few standout colours. Obviously, the word "Let's go" on it. Talk to, as I'm as I'm drinking this. Talk and trying it. Talk to the talk through like the differentiation of how you differentiate it and how you've come up with the can design and the ingredients and everything like that. For sure. So when you look into a gym fridge. It's very bright, very loud, very colourful, right? So how are we going to stand out? I wanted to make the most minimalistic can that is on the market, okay? The colour white is very minimalistic. It's just one logo on it, black lid, it looks sleek, and it looks absolutely amazing in a fridge because it's the first thing that you see is that minimalistic can. So that was one thing that I wanted to make sure that we we absolutely nailed, right? So we've got a, a nice minimalistic can. Now, I've been having pre-workout now for a very long time, and... When you go through a high-intensity workout, it doesn't make sense to me to drink half a liter of fizzy liquid before your high-intensity workout, right? So we've created a, a pre-workout that's only 355 mil, so it's in a smaller can. It's non-carbonated, so it's fizz-free. It's basically a still pre-workout. It has just as amount of caffeine, all the other stimulants in it. Uh, but we've also added creatine in there. We're the first pre-workout, ready-to-drink pre-workout to do that. 
uh, which obviously is good for your muscle growth, but it also decreases your, your rest times in between your sets. So in terms of innovating, we're the most minimalistic can that stands out. We're fizz-free. It's a smaller can with just as good of ingredients, if not better. Plus, we've added creatine in it. Talk, just, talk to me about... Because we talked off podcast about... I didn't realize how hard it was to get creatine into a can of drink until you told me. So even a few of the gym owners in... The gym owners and supplement stores in Australia didn't believe it. They looked at the back of the can and they go, there's no way you've done that. Because of the formulation, it took us 12 months to do. It's a, it's a higher-end creatine as well. It's creatine HCL. So most people put like, you know, just sort of like trying with normal creatine, which gives you that chalky sort of taste. Uh, yeah, it took us a long time to formulate and I put the right person in place to do that so, for you. But why is it so hard to get creatine into a can, for example? I, I just suppose with the uh, the amount of like ingredients, other people put artificial flavors and sweeteners that, that in terms of like the actual texture of the creatine, no one's been able to make it thin enough that you don't have that sort of chalky aftertaste. Yeah, and that and that's kind of been the differentiator. So it's a huge game changer for us to have that plus it be fizz-free. Like the amount of people... I think the first sip is always like, it's almost like missing a, like a punch or something. Cause you know, when you get those, like the sparkles or like, you know, the yeah, actual yeah. Uh, carbon dioxide from the, the fizzy you're kind of like waiting for it. But after you sort of taste it and you, ha- you have it and the effects that it gives you, like you don't have a bloated gut, you don't have like any fizz or any like discomfort before you work out. People are like, why is everything yeah, not carpet? You, you've definitely, I mean, I'm trying the mango tropic right now. The te- you've definitely nailed the taste. The taste is a, is a key thing. Whereas um, with a C4 and other stuff like that that um, that I tried, I, I do I do I do like them. I have them every now and again, but sometimes the taste can be a bit aggressive or a bit too sweet. Way too aggressive. Where, where, whereas with these is more more of a balanced type. Subtle, yeah. like it's it's subtle, and I think because of that fizz free. It's 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 just a smooth sort of uh, finish to it, right? When you have these like larger cans with with the car- carbonated, with its carbonation and these crazy flavors, they've got like I don't know snowball, yeah, like Ar- just snowball Arctic blast, right? Yeah. right? And yeah. I'm just like, just bring it back to like things that actually taste good, and you know, so I've created an amazing product, and I'm very confident in that. And so, yeah, I'm ready to take the uh, the fitness industry uh, by storm and, and make this the biggest ready-to-drink pre-workout on the market. But why did you even choose to go into such a competitive space? Like, because you could have picked other spaces. I mean, you, you know, you got you got you got James James uh, um, uh, James Smith and Chris Williamson releasing the the new tonic at the moment. You've got Logan Paul and KSI releasing releasing Prime. You got Adrian Patelli and, uh, and Troy Candy re- releasing uh, their their drink in Australia. You have got all these different influencers and brands, and everyone seems to be releasing a drink at this moment of time. It, the drinks are like the new podcasts. It is right. Like do you know what I'm saying? So like, why? I think you look at all those people who have started either a have a lot of money right yeah or or be a very influential and already have successful businesses so they know the potential in this consumable good space and so to get to a hundred mil is just a volume game right it's an absolute volume game so for me i think it's 
it's definitely my passion as well. I go to the gym every single day. I, I don't miss. I absolutely love the gym and I love fitness. So for me, it's like I've created a brand that not only do I use every day, right? I've innovated the product. You think of all those other people that some of those people that you've just mentioned, sometimes they're just creating a, an energy drink and like what's different about theirs? They're a bright, loud can. What's what's in it, innovative about their ingredients? That nootropic that you said that Chris and, and uh, James and James are doing, I, I looked on the ingredients of that and that's actually in a great product. But there's a lot of these other people that are, are making drinks and just sort of sticking their name on it and just because of their influence selling. But for me, it's like this is this is my passion. I go to the gym every day. I get to use it for myself. I now get to travel the world to go into the best gyms in the world to do what I do best, networking, talking, using my charisma, all that type of stuff to get my product that I've innovated. That's a, an amazing product to get into their gym. It was a no-brainer. Yeah, just- this, and this is why I asked you that question because I wanted to show that it's it's all about alignment. You've created something, a product that aligns with you. And even if you exit for 10 mil, 40 mil, whatever, forget about that. It's it's just like whilst you're in the pursuit of this goal for you and only you know what you're going to do with it, no one else, you, you're you in full alignment because, you, because it's taking you to places that you want to go anyway. So you've created something that allows you to go along a path, a path that you want to go down. So you can, you, you've got an excuse now to be in gyms, to be talking to owners, to go to the gym, to have to go to the gym, to have to be around the environment that you want to put yourself in. And everyone who listens to this podcast can create their, their own trajectory in their own life around whatever they want to as well. That's what I want people to, what, what I want to land on this audience. You can create that in your life. It doesn't have to be that you go create this, the, the energy drink that, that allows you to go to this, that, the other. Create something else, some other product, some, innovate something else, innovate some form of coaching that allows you to go do what you want to do in life. I mean, for me, it's been the podcast. The podcast has gone, well, where does the podcast take me? It's took me to Portugal, it's took me to Dubai, it's took me to Australia, the UK, the US, you know, both LA and Miami. Like, it facilitates where I want to go and and I've aligned what I feel is my best asset, communication, with what I need to do. So that's what I really want to land with everyone that listens to this, is that you get to choose today, like Mitch says, what you want your life to look like, and then align that with what you perceive you could be doing daily. And it's, that is a beautiful thing, and you get to choose that. Yeah, and it's amazing. You get to wake up every single day lit up absolutely lit up because what you're doing is what you love and you have this purpose and you have this intrinsic motivation you don't have external motivation where you're looking for motivation you know you have an intrinsic motivation where you're waking up every day because you fucking love what you do and you have this purpose-driven life where the universe keeps throwing things that align with you sometimes things to help you grow right you ask for more money then it's going to take you backwards uh, to learn something to, to do this right so I think you can almost take it back to where we started in my morning routine was like meditation was your thoughts control your reality right the the inception the the concept of, of let's go happened within my thoughts you know what I mean so making sure that it's very positive it's a good place up there you can make these amazing business decisions these ideas and things like that and you can live a pretty amazing life yeah and give me an example of of how you're visualizing and how you're 
you know, doing all that? Are you doing vision boards? What's your, what's your kind of visualization techniques for, I want them to be able to take that away from this as well. Cause I know that you're deep into that. Yeah, for sure. I think it's like controlling that subconscious. So you look at my phone, it's, it's let's go, right? It's let's yeah. go in a, in a gym fridge, in a fridge right? Yeah. So subconsciously- Hold every- that up to the camera so they can see it. <laughs> so subconsciously, I am seeing my product in a fridge every single day. So visualizing that. And now a visual board is very important as well. Like having that in your bedroom, in your where, wherever it is, but making sure that you see that visual board every day. So I think like either in your office or your bedroom is really important. Um, but being super specific, right? So- Something that I learned today was actually writing out my dream life, okay? Every day. No, just just once, right? Writing out my dream life once, but like being super specific. So I think with visualization and manifestation, you have to be super specific, okay? If you want a new car, all right, what color is the car? What model is the car? What year is the car? What does the steering wheel feel like? Okay, what do the seats feel like? What does the, the sound in the stereo feel like, right? Really visualizing this uh, this goal of yours or what you want through all of your senses, okay? Not only through like visualizing, but hearing it, tasting it, touching it. Like that for me is very important in terms of visualizing. So yeah, on your wallpaper, on your phone, on your wallpaper, making sure you have a visual board, but being super specific. Financially, if there's a number in mind that you want to make, put that number on there if there's a car if there's a house whatever it is in terms of those materialistic things just be so specific be super super specific and then two exercises uh that i highly recommend people to do is writing that dream life so doesn't matter how long it's going to take to get there right but what is your dream life so writing down your partner what does your partner look like what does she sound like where is she from? What's her family like? You know, everything. Be super detailed. What does your house look like? How many houses do you have? How many cars do you have? How much money are you making per month? How much money do you have in your savings account? Like, write this dream life of yours and be as specific as possible as you can. And now the second one that I that I love doing, I've been doing yearly for the last four years, is writing a letter, uh, writing a letter to yourself from a future version of you okay so let's let's just use new year's as a, as a good you know starting point so on the january 1st of 2024 in a month's time i want people to write a letter from the version of you of december 2024 and you want this letter to be like mitch this year you know we achieved this financially with let's go through your discipline and morning routine, we were able to do this. We traveled to Europe and, and, and did this. And you, and you write this letter from yourself like it's already happened. That to me has been super impactful and, and something that, that I reckon everyone should try. It's funny. There's a few things that you mentioned there. I've written these letters to myself. There's actually, um, if I find it, I can't think of the website, but there's a, there's a, there's a website that does this, that emails it to you a year later. And um, I'd I'd done this and I wrote a letter to myself and when it came through I was like wow like it, it kind of made me tear up a little bit because yeah. like 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 when you when you're so rattled it's just between you and the, it's between you and the you and yourself Lucy Lord is the one that got me to do it originally James Smith's friend uh, author phenomenal woman 
uh, she got me to do it and and it's just made the profound the profound things that you notice within that is, is mental i just want to talk as well specifically into what you said there about vision boards i had a i i've had a lot of things that have come right on my vision board the one thing i want to what and i actually really go detailed in that um i want people to understand that when you say that that when you put something down on your vision board and you get specific with it i want you to ask yourself one question when you do that why do i want that the reason i'm saying that is because i've put things on my vision board that i've got in my reality and i've got the exact same thing that i said i wanted and then realized my ladder was leaning against the wrong wall i'll give you an example i i i i wrote down in 2020 um the exact or 2019 i wrote down the exact woman i wanted to manifest in my life uh, it, exact type of woman in wrote it in detail duh, 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 and i even put a picture of this this woman that i thought represented that right and this and do you know what that woman came into my life it, she started training in my gym started to get on with her started this that we started to see each other blah 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 things move on right but what i realized through that chapter is like i'd never asked myself why you know what i mean and, and when you ask yourself why you can get to the to the truth and find out that you're probably not in alignment with it if you ask yourself why so it's not just about going and saying to yourself, okay, I want to get a Rolex watch. I want to get this. Get why? Why do you want a Bugatti Veyron? Why do you want a Lamborghini? Why? Why do you need a, a house on the beach right now? Are you better off with a house on the beach, or are you better off with a um, something else that's more suitable, like a, like like you know an apartment in Dubai? Like like ask yourself why critically. I think that's 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 the key thing there. And I think ninety nine percent of the time it's to feel an emotion. Okay, so first, ask yourself, why do you want this? Two, it's to feel some sort of emotion, right? So when we talk about manifestation, feeling that being in that car or feeling wanted by that woman or feeling of being successful, right? So it's an emotion. So ask yourself what it is that you want. Two, understand that it's a feeling and emotion. Now, every, every morning, every night, whenever it is, step into that feeling and know that that it's going to happen, right? It's like when you step into that feeling and, and that emotion, the more you do that, basically, the, if you do that every day, you will do that until you bend reality, until it happens, yeah. basically. I think if you ask yourself, what is it what I want? Realize that it's an emotion. Step into that emotion every single day. You will basically do that until reality bends itself. Obviously, you have to do things to... Like, for example, if, if you want this car, I always come back to some sort of materialic, materialistic object because it's easy for the audience. But it's like you have to be working hard and making money and, and doing things in order to do that. But the feeling of it is what's important in terms of the manifestation. But you obviously have to be doing things in order to achieve that. So, yeah, so I think, I think there's, uh, because manifestation is such a woo-woo statement these days, I think you've got the, you've got the feeling of what you want to do and knowing why you want to do it. And then you've got the action that you need to take. And then you've got like the, it's like, you know, being honest with yourself. Is it, is it truly aligned, aligned with what you're, what you're trying to get out there? You know what I mean? That like it's very, people use, I find when I see it on social media or people talking about it, they're talking about one part of it, not the whole. And it's, it's, it's the whole, when you're talking about bending reality to your will, you're talking about radical action in the way of the goal you're talking about having the goal you're talking about seeing it aligning with it fully embodying it 
to be able to bend reality to 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 your to your will, so to speak. Uh, I think that's where people get it totally twisted. So you have to get really dialed in on on what it is you want, why you want it, and and then taking action towards it. So one thing that I do in order to make sure that I'm taking the or taking the right action towards it is I ask myself, who does Frankie Lee need to become in order to step into this kind of person that you know what who who do i need to who do i need to be to achieve this is that something you you ask yourself as well yeah i think in the you know the top 10 percent of people who are trying to become this it's almost like a limitless expansion You're, you're you're on this quest of limitless expansion that's what it is right so when you are on this quest of limitless expansion that question of asking yourself the highest version of Mitch Third, what would he be thinking? What would he be doing? So always trying to step into that highest version of yourself is really important. What has helped me in my journey of growth and to my success and where I am now is creating that that routine. So for me, routine creates healthy habits. Habits creates consistency and consistency creates growth. And growth needs to be the number one goal of all this, right? This that limitless expansion that I said to you before. This is what I was trying to get at. So as long as that I'm showing up for myself every day in my routine, creating these habits, which creates consistency, right? Those small wins over a long period of time is what's going to be successful for me in this growth. That is going to get me to the highest version of myself. So in terms of like asking myself, what would my highest version be thinking or doing as long as that I am being consistent in these things that have been leading to growth that's what's been successful for me does that make sense yeah it does and I think as well that um, one thing I can see from you is that when you're on purpose and on mission in the and in dialed in the way that you're talking about it stops you doing other stuff that perhaps you would have get taken down the path of because you're now a lot clearer than you were before you know what i'm saying so you, you can actually stop yourself from doing stuff that well maybe toxic habits in your past that you that you no longer want to do yeah for sure i think when you have that goal or the vision as your priority right and everyone has these goals and things it's it's honestly who wants it the most because everyone has the exact same opportunity well in in our sort of you know society that we live in Everyone has the same opportunity now. Everyone has a mobile phone. Everyone has Wi-Fi. Everyone has the ability to go out and network, right? It's about taking action and, and going out and actually doing it. So where do you see the key opportunities coming? Obviously, like you're, you, you can't be pursuing every opportunity in the world. Obviously, you're pursuing Let's Go. I'm pursuing the podcast and what I'm doing with contentremoval.com. If you if you were looking objectively, saying that there's there's all these opportunities in the world, where where else do you see blue ocean and opportunities for people well, that they could pick up on? I hear a lot of people. There's there's like two people that, you know, whether on social media, on YouTube, podcast, whatever. One person will go diversify everything. Go go and put your you know everywhere. And the other person will go just focus on one thing and go all in on that. I think before you choose any of that is understanding your strengths. What what are you good at, yeah. right? So that awareness of, of who you are as a person, what you're good at is what needs to come first. So before you start looking at quick money, short money and where opportunities are, having an understanding and awareness of who you are is what's most important. 
then you can go to if you want to diversify because your your personality is is quite maybe ADHD and you're good at this and you're great at that and whatever then go and diversify but if you're a person who can only stay on task on one thing or you maybe you're only like one thing right you only have one thing that you're passionate about go all in on that so in terms of I don't want to give advice because everyone is so different right and there's so many people that'll go no just focus on one thing the advice I want to give is understand who you are understand your strengths and where you want to go then the opportunities almost attract to you like I think I think as soon as we get under like clear on the fact that it's got to be a journey of of self not a journey of the whole that is when things you know when you understand that you can gain more clarity there because you you know now it's not about we're, we can all sit here and look at what that podcast is doing over here and what that energy drink company's over here and now we're in this reaction stage where they've done that so frankie lee does this and that energy drink company's done that so mitch is now doing that no 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 Set your stool out, set your road out, and go down your road. Yeah. And and I don't, I'm, I'm trying not to swear as much, but fuck everyone else and yeah. what they're doing. Like literally, like who gives it? Like we all have stages in life where where the where the the coin the coin flip rolls in our favor, and we're on an absolute tear. And we have stages in our life where we're like, it's like someone's holding on to a. It's like I'm trying to drag a parachute that's fully inflated on my back while I'm trying to run down the road. We all have times like that too, where we feel like we're being pulled back and there's something not right. But but when it aligns, it's, it aligns and it goes off. But you've just got to, when you're fully dialed into your purpose and you do the morning routine and the stuff that you're saying, Mitch, when you fully marry that together, it just allows you to find that clear road. Whatever that clear road is to you, it doesn't matter, irrespective. Not between me and Mitch, Not but that's between you, yourself, and and that's it and then you get that and then you go along that path and you don't have to worry about what everyone else is doing and perspectives and parental things there's so many traumas and tribulations and everything else that we all have to get over from our childhoods that we all have to accept and the only way that we get to the point where we can accept them is to sit down in that 10 minutes of silence you're talking about that's when all that comes at you and you'll find when you start doing what mitch has told you to do you'll find that there's loads of things in your life that you haven't addressed yet. And until you address them, you can't go in the pursuit of what Mitch is saying or what I'm trying to tell you about where we lit up. Because me and Mitch, um, I know from our personal lives and off the podcast that we've had to face many traumas that have not even been discussed on here and get over them in order to be positive in the first place, to be even in the position to be able to say, we suggest you find a clear direction of, what, of who you actually want to be to be able to say that you have to go through a few punches is what i'm saying definitely definitely that's what that's what life's about and i think uh, the word the word trauma for me it, it, people are using it as an excuse right yeah. i i sometimes think that people use a trauma as an excuse to hide behind to, not, not so much to hide behind but like like make an, make an excuse out of oh i'm traumatized in this way this is why i i act like that right Sometimes, yes, to an effect, but other people actually use it as an excuse. For me, I, I use it as, as, a, as a benefit to me. All the suffer and pain that I've been put through, I use that to fuel me and to make me a better person and to make me this person that I'm trying to be, which is the highest version of myself. And I think on this quest of endless you know, 
expansion and, and trying to be physically best shape, spiritually the most, you know, dialed in and emotionally intelligent and mentally fit and, and all this stuff. I think if you can dial in on, on your purpose, your why, everything else just becomes so much easier. So yeah, and, that's, and that is what living in full alignment is or the quest to living in full alignment is. Mitch said that was uh, an amazing little insight into everything you're doing. I love to ask this question before we, we get off the podcast because I think it really just dials in on the fact that I want this to be an actionable piece of content for people to do. But if there was like one piece of golden wisdom that you had to leave on this planet and it's the only thing that you can leave today, but it has to take every single member of this audience forward 1% from today that they can implement from today, what would it be? I think gratitude is the key to happiness. So if you can be grateful for everything that you have in life, work extremely hard for what you want, the universe will work everything else for you. And guys, do me a solid favor. That is Mitch said. I'll put all the links to all the stuff under the podcast. Like and subscribe on all the platforms. I hope this podcast has awakened a new uh, new drive within you that you've probably not had before. This podcast is probably probably going to be released before the new year. So you now have time to get dialed in, to get focused, to get ready for the new year. Don't don't wait till new year. Don't just start as soon as possible. Set your goals, set your intentions gain your clarity now don't wait there's no time to wait you've probably been waiting for years already now is the time for action and action towards exactly what you want in your life your reality and how you want everything to look and it all starts with that self-reflection so i hope you get the value out of this to get that self-reflection in your life i appreciate every single one of you for listening much love let's go let's go <laughs> guys do me a solid favor drop a comment below this video and let us know who you want on the podcast next